Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., back in the studio for another fun week of horror everything. And, uh, you know, we got a lot to talk about, as usual. We always have a lot to talk about. Uh, Before I get into that, as you know, I like to introduce a good friend of mine. He's always with me every week. He's my co-host. He often spends his weekends in August wrestling alligators in the Everglades. Hello, Rich. Hello. Hey, I'm wrestling alligators. I could have I could have been successful if I was in that crawl movie. Yeah, that, that alligator would have never stood a chance. Never would have. It would have been that one and ten other ones. Would have been a five minute movie. By the way, I am an undefeated alligator wrestler. That movie would have been like a short. Undefeated. It would have been a short. It would have been because it would have been real quick. I'd have thrown in a headlock and then I would have just gave it like the stone cold stunner and that'd have been it. Over. Oh, it been over. Ooh. Or I could have pulled out uh, a, a certain somebody we'll be talking about later and gave it the mandible claw. Oh, yeah. Yes. But I have a very special gift for you. You I do? Have a, I have a gift. And I waited until we were you on air to give you gifts? gifts. I came bearing gifts. It was not Crystal Reed in a bag. Sorry. Oh, that was the one thing I she asked for for she Christmas She doesn't fit in a bag too well. All but right, what there's we something here? else that fits in a bag just fine that I got, what we got for here? you. What we got here? Look at this. You can hear the bag opening. This is really this happening This is actually right really happening. I did not know this was coming. Oh, oh, I love it. I love folks. We've got the very first. This is the original, the very, very first Horizon 607 t-shirt. That's right. Oh, that is the first is one. awesome. It has got the new logo. And then on the back, it has Horizon 607 available on all platforms. 8122productions.com. Nice. Yes. It's red. It's got the hockey mask logo on. I love it. Yes. So these shirts will be available in red and black. Love it, love and, it, love uh, it. And so uh, very soon, actually, if you want to, if you really want to get ahead of the curve and you want to place an order, go ahead and reach out to us uh, on one of our social medias, and uh, we'll see what we can do about getting uh, it into that for you. If you're local here to the 607, uh, if you want to come pick them, you can always pick it up at uh, Dragon Master Games, 1235 Upper Front Street, Binghamton, New York, because that's where our studio is. Or, you know, if, after, you obviously, we make arrangements with you. Or you can uh, we can ship it to you, but there will be shipping charged. Nice. <laughs> I, I, we, we ain't we ain't this bump. We ain't we we're not rich like that. We can uh, <laughs> we can't give you free shipping. But the shirts are fifteen dollars a shirt. Uh, we will be posting pictures of them. I actually I should get a picture with Mike wearing it. So. You probably should. Yeah, I'll get a picture and put it up on the internet. They will be fifteen dollars plus shipping and handling if you want us to ship them. But we will ship them if you want us to ship. Well, I appreciate that, yeah, buddy. Absolutely, that's my get, first present. Yeah, there on, you go. Horizon six oh seven. You got a gift, and you have the first the first ever. Horizon First ever, the original. Shirt. The original. I That's made it. number one out of yeah. 1,000. Made it myself. Wow. Well, my wife, made, my, my wife made the logo and stuff. Right. But I put in the physical labor to this. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I like it. I dig it. 
for I yours in it. particular. Fans, Nothing. this just, is an awesome just, shirt. Just, just a special, just a special gift for you. Like I said, I'll take a, I'll make Mike put it on and take a picture of it. So like I said, it will be available in red. The Mike, one the Mike has is red, and it'll also be available in black. All right. I mean, we could do special colors, but then the price might change. So red and black yeah. for fifteen dollars. Absolutely. Anything else you can let us know, and we can try to get it in there for you. Maybe orange for the Halloween season. You never or know. Maybe, maybe. You never know. Once again, well, that it depends looks awesome. on the pricing of shirts. Yeah, shirts are a, can- a pain in the ass. That's what I hear. Yeah. That's what I hear. Well, I appreciate that, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. This is what happens when you, you want all that money wrestling them alligators. Oh yeah. That, yeah, that was that undefeated streak there down there in that south. You know, that's 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 good. Yeah, that's it's, good. It's, it's very hot. That's why I only do it one month a year. Yeah, and only on the weekends and only on Fridays. Yeah, or the weekends. The weekends. The weekends. It's the weekends. It's the whole weekend. You know, I, I I wrestle about three times. Yeah, and it's good stuff. Once Friday, once Saturday, once I mean, you got to keep your energy levels yeah, that's up. Right. You know, maybe hit a granola bar in between. They didn't know it hit them. <laughs> nah, they didn't see that Stone Cold Stunner coming. Nope. All right, well, we're going to talk more about wrestling in a second here, but this past weekend, there was a big horror movie that came out, and uh, it was Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and Absolutely. Uh, I actually I went to see it, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I know you didn't get a chance to see it yet, but... No, uh, I did not. I, I've been very busy. Very, very busy. Got busy we got a lot there. going on here at the 122 Productions, and uh, yeah. also my personal life, but yes, I've got a lot going on. Yeah. Well, it was a fun movie. Um, you know, I was telling you off air before we we started the show. Um, I, I think I kind of had an advantage going to see this because I knew nothing about this. I never read the story. I didn't never even heard of it before I started hearing that they were making the movie sometime in the last year. Um, but it was it was a good movie. It uh, opened what pretty well. Yeah, it opened very well for a horror movie. Twenty point eight million dollars uh, domestically was the domestic. Yep, was the was the opening. Uh, I just went by the domestic totals because I, I just like to keep it domestic. Uh, internationally, I actually didn't do as that bad either. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's uh, for a horror movie. Twenty point eight million dollars is a big open. Right, had a big budget. Twenty eight million dollars. Uh, the article that was on Bloody Disgusting said, you know, although they were very positive about its opening with the twenty point eight, um, they're not so sure that it's going to be enough to make a sequel out of oh, it. Oh, I think they will get there because uh, they'd only have to make eight million dollars in this upcoming week i think that'll be not that hard to do word of mouth everybody's talking about it especially us we will be actually talking about it in the second segment yeah talking horror segment mike is going to give you a, a kind of his review we have a review up on our website yeah 8122productions.com the professor wrote a review first review by the professor yes to go to 8122productions.com go under HZ six oh seven articles and you'll you'll see that it's up and I put it out to all the social media stuff, uh, but we'll get Mike C's official review yeah. in the second part of the show. So we're definitely going to do that's how we're going to talk some horror this week. That's how we're going to talk some horror. So stay tuned for that. So yeah. we'll dive into that in a minute. Yeah, I can't wait to talk more about it. Uh, so next up, uh, you know, as we just mentioned, there's some wrestling news, which I think I'm more excited to talk about this than anything. Well, you're also more excited to talk about it because you don't do a wrestling podcast. Yeah. I, so every week. You've we already do, done enough talking about I was going to say, we, well, not yet because we don't record until Thursday. So every wow. Thursday night, late night, usually because we record at night, uh, just like this show, uh, 3FN Wrestling, 3FNW as we like to call it, comes out. Uh, so check it out. Look for 3 Fat Nerds Podcast wherever you can find it. It's also an 8122 Productions uh, affiliate. That's my other shows so on there uh, you can go to 8122productions.com and you can stream or, or download from there as well or you can find us anywhere you get uh, podcasts but yeah. we talk a lot about wrestling and we'll be talking about this tomorrow but I it, I think it fits the show well to talk about something huge that happened this past Sunday yeah so over the weekend uh, the WWE had their annual SummerSlam pay-per-view uh, this one took place in Toronto Canada 
And um, overall, you know, I, I did watch this. Um, overall, I would say it was an average show. Well, what you hear from me tomorrow is I say it's a, it was a good show. Actually, I put it this way. It, I call it good because I found it highly entertaining. Yeah, There's I did too. There's a lot of entertaining things that happened. It wasn't a great show. It wasn't a, It wasn't like if you're, a big, if you're a big wrestling fan, it wasn't like a, uh, like you must see because of the wrestling. But it was very entertaining. It was better I came than away I expected. Ha- yeah, yeah. I came away happy with it. Yeah, I was fine they with it. They cut down to 10 matches, which was perfect. It was only about three and a half hours long, which normally... Normally, these go a lot longer. Yeah. Not counting the pre-show because, you know, you, you know, the pre-show is a couple hours long. But that you don't have to watch the full pre-show. Right. Uh, that's just there for people who want to tune in early. Uh, we did because of, we do the wrestling show. But uh, the actual pay-per-view itself, three and a half hours long. Perfect. Uh, ten matches. Really good. Really quick. It was real nice. And like I said, there was a lot of cool entertaining things. But the most, the thing that I think the thing that everybody is talking about is very horror related. And that's what we are yeah. going to talk about here. And I would like to hear your take on it. So, so set it up. we've kind of mentioned it a little bit on the show in the past. But uh, one of my favorite, my, absolutely, actually my favorite character uh, in, in the entire wrestling industry right now is the character of Bray Wyatt, who actually has ties to the Binghamton area. His father is from Newark Valley. Yes. Mike Rotunda. Mike Rotunda. Who yeah. wrestled as I rs in the 90s for you wrestling fans yeah yeah mr irs he's he was from our town here yes and, and he also uh, graduated from syracuse university yes he did a friend of mine actually grew up next door to him on the farm next oh, to him that's so awesome. i met his mother his mother used to come in a credit union i worked at years ago yeah, so okay but um you know great character very creepy he's been around for a few years and uh kind of disappeared had some injuries and just kind of disappeared for a while yeah he had an injury the injury bug hit him but yeah. then he came back with a vengeance with the firefly fun the firefly fun house yeah which started out it was creepy but it was weird it was like a peewee's playhouse type thing um and you told me to be patient with it Mm -hmm. and as usual you were right yeah and uh, it evolved into where he talked about an inner demon of his so to speak that he called the fiend yes and he finally showed images of the fiend and um the tie into horror is the mask that he wears as the fiend was done by tom savini's yeah tom savini's team created this thing and uh and he kind of started making appearances over the last month, um, would just kind of show up in the ring. The lights would go out. He'd show up, and he'd attack somebody. Some strobe light action afterwards. Yeah, yeah creepy really sounds cool. and really stuff. stuff. Very cool. And then well, on the other hand, he was playing Bray Wyatt, who Bray Wyatt was doing the Firefly Funhouse, which was like a kid's... Yowie like, Wowie. Yeah, like, so he's like this good like guy who's like for the kids, and Yowie Wowie, as you just pointed out. And he has his stuffed animals that are there, that are around. And we've yeah, talked about puppets, this yeah. about before. Rambling so he, Rabbit. He's, yeah, he's uh, uh, Mercy the Buzzard. Uh, so Abby the Witch. Abby, yeah. They, they, so they, they've got this cool little thing set up. And it's been a lot of fun. And then he does this evil, like, character. So, finally, he had a match at SummerSlam. Yeah, with somebody that actually also has a horror-related, uh, somewhat horror-related, comic book-related uh, theme at times. He theme does at times. Finn yeah, Balor. Finn Balor, he, does, he has an alternate ego as well called the, the Demon, which I'm glad that didn't happen because this you know, is going to pay off in the pay, future. you gotta, you got to build up to it. They didn't get the payoff before because Bray Wyatt ended up with some sort of illness. I think he had meningitis or something yeah, in yeah. the past. And uh, he disappeared, so we didn't get the payoff. And Thank God we didn't, because this is going to be a billion times better than what would have happened. But getting back to Bray Wyatt, he finally had his first match against him, as you just mentioned. And the entrance that he had. Now, The Undertaker, who is another horror-themed character that we've had for the last three decades now. Yeah, forever. Um, he's had some cool entrances, some of them at SummerSlam in the past. I, you know, ones that stick out would be like, I believe he had one maybe with Yokozuna at one point, if I'm not mistaken. That might have been a different one. I, I'm not sure, but he did yeah, have one with another a fake a, Undertaker. Said, well, yeah, they had the Undertaker versus Undertaker at SummerSlam 94. Yeah. So there were some memorable ones he had, but this entrance was by far, in my humble opinion, 
the spookiest and best entrance of any superstar I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, if you're not even a wrestling fan, I put, I put it to you this way. You can go to onto iTunes or anywhere you get music, and you can hear Bray Wyatt's new theme song. It's called Let Me In. Which is basically uh, a revamped version. Of his old one, which is creepier and heavier. Oh, this yeah. Is, this is creepier and heavier. It's like a metal version yeah. almost of it a little bit. And it's just called Let Me In, and you can check it out. Just type in Bray Wyatt, Let Me In. You can also check it out on YouTube. Actually, you can see the whole entrance on YouTube. Uh, yeah, and I urge you to go to YouTube and watch this thing. Wrestling fan or not. Oh, yeah. You know, basically it starts out, as you expect, you know the lights went out and you see something up on the big tron you know let him in and then you hear the new music which was amazing absolutely amazing i love the remix version of it but uh to see you know bray wyatt anybody that does know who he is or even if you don't his previous version of this character he was almost like a it was kind of a cult leader he was a yeah, cult, cult leader. A cult it was leader. kind of he based on family. Yeah, it was kind of based on um, the movie with uh, Robert De Niro from the '90s, Cape Fear. Cape it was Fear, kind of yeah, like yeah. a Cape Fear. Yeah, it was kind of like that because he wore the Hawaiian shirts yeah. and the white pants, and but he was supposed he to be like a family, southern guy. Like a, yeah, so it was kind of like Cape Fear inspired, but it was also a cult, right? So it was kind of like Jim Jones in a way. Right, too. walked out with a lantern, had a couple of guys with him, big burly guys with him that you know followed him and whatnot. It was creepy. It was amazing. He had a great entrance. I always loved it. The mood always changed in, in the arenas when he'd come out well he he comes out this time you see the light go on and i'm thinking okay that's kind of weird i can tell that's a lantern but something looks different it was bray wyatt the former version of bray wyatt's head with his eyes sewn shut and its mouth open and elongated and the light was inside of this thing so basically it was a lantern inside of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was basically killing the old bray wyatt and it was his head and, and the his new, hair was the uh, his handle. hair was the dreadlocks. It was the handle of this thing, and he's walking out to this new music. And oh my god! And with the the, the full on mask, full on see, mask. I can't even I can't even do the mask justice. It, it is it looks like Joker, Death in the Family, Joker inspired a little bit. It looks like a bunch of different. It's actually really cool looking. But I I would also like to point out that the lantern was also done by Tom Savini's team. Oh, so, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. So his team has done pretty much the whole uh, what whatever kind of makeup and stuff for him they've done yeah i mean the entrance was perfect the match was perfect he had a whole new move set yeah he started to use um uh, mick foley aka mankind's uh former finisher uh the mandible claw right he originally did it to mankind on the raw reunion show and kind of a passing him, of the yeah, torch it was a passing of a torch and saying he could use it so he thanked him for that uh, very publicly actually and now uh, he finished off uh, Finn Balor with said uh, mandible claw. Yeah, I mean, this guy always reinvented himself anyway. You know, a lot of these guys, when I do watch wrestling, um, you know, I, I know everybody digs a lot of these guys like Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, but to me, it's always the exact same match everybody has. That's my opinion of it. That's why I'm bored of wrestling. I loved it as a kid. I loved it as a teenager and in my early 20s. I, I'm less excited about it these days because it's just every week you see the same thing he reinvents himself all the time anyway none of his matches were really the same when he had them before he completely reinvented himself altogether with this a new look a new persona new entrance new song new moves new everything and my god it was terrifying i i had chills watching that i had to actually rewind it and watch it back about five times and i got chills every time it was phenomenal 
Yeah, it's it's a great. It was great. I can't. Uh, I've seen it a couple times. I'm very uh, big on it. Once again, we'll definitely be talking about this in depth tomorrow night when we uh, record uh, the three uh, FN wrestling show. Uh, so if you guys want to check that out, you can hear the full wrestling review. If you're a wrestling fan, check it out because we'll be doing a full review of SummerSlam and Takeover yeah. Toronto. But we'll definitely be touching on this in uh, greater detail about the wrestling. But right. I think on this show, the most important part is the atmosphere, the yeah. the, the music, the entrance, the, it was the mask, the lantern. I I mean, it was great. It was check it out. Good. Wrestling fan or not, check it out. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's worth it's it. You'll worth be, it I think out, you'll definitely. be impressed. Uh, so moving on, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Quentin Tarantino. I know a lot of people are, and that's kind of blasphemous of me to say that. I mean, so I've I like Tarantino, fan. but I, I, I wouldn't say it was blasphemous of you, but I, I like Tarantino. A lot of people want to kill me for saying that. That's strange. They I want mean, to punch me right in the I, old I, mouth. I'm a fan of his work. Uh, there's been very few movies that he's made that I've not been a fan of, but uh, to be to be honest with you, he just makes movies in my style, so I can, yeah, I, I, I can dig. And it. a lot of people like that style, yeah, and I, yeah, you yeah. know, I, I respect that. Uh, so Quentin Tarantino's calling it quits, supposedly, allegedly, after his tenth movie, and uh, he's hinting and he's actually saying that his last movie, his tenth and final movie, may actually be a horror movie. He's he wants to do one, and he's got everything in his mind that he wants to do and he's talking about that it might be a horror movie well here's here's the thing i mean if you're familiar with uh, tarantino's films there's a lot of gore and blood in his films already so yeah. it would be arguing that he possibly has already done some horror movies in yeah. my opinion i mean not saying that they were horror based but there's a lot of blood and gore go back to like django uh there's a ton of blood in that hateful eight's got quite i mean all of them in glorious bastards like like it's it's pretty much a blood fest the kill bill movies even like yeah they're, they're pretty much blood fest i mean so in a way he's uh been doing at least one of the staples of horror for a long time right. and that's gore and he was in a horror movie of course well, from yeah, dust till dawn from which dust is to dawn, i love he, he co-starred with the great george clooney yeah of course uh yeah so i i'm i'm a big fan i, I like i said i, I, I check I, it out I, uh but i liked it from dust till dawn as well though oh i love that Harvey movie Keitel was in there. <laughs> it was a He's great movie great. oh it was like two different movies it was like natural born killers and then it was a vampire movie halfway yeah. through it changed yeah not only that it was it just was like, original it had one hell of a cast in it. Great cast. Juliet Lewis is Fun. in it. Harvey Keitel is in it. Of course, Clooney and, and, and Tarantino were in it. I mean, Robert Rodriguez is the uh, director of the movie. Yeah. Uh, you can't go wrong there. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo is in it, <laughs> which he's in everything. I who, love Danny Trejo. Who saved somebody the other yeah, day. He saved a, he saved a uh, baby. Uh, a hand, uh, uh, I think it was the baby was mentally handicapped, I do believe. Yeah. And uh, he uh, the car rolled over. Uh, Danny Trejo was nearby. He reached in and pulled out the baby. And then he also kept the baby distracted while the grandmother, who was driving the vehicle, was helped out. Thankfully, she was all right. Yeah. And uh, until she was uh, checked out, he actually distracted the baby as well, like keeping the baby yeah. entertained. So not only did he help out where you know most people wouldn't, he also uh, saved the day. Hey, Danny Trejo, actor, thespian. Well, I said it. I said it on hero. Th- I was gonna, that's what I said. I said it on three fat nerds. I said superheroes exist, and Danny Trejo is one of them. Yeah, he's even uh, got his uh, not an S on his chest. It's it's. Well, he's a giant tattoo. I was gonna say he's got tons of tattoos. Uh, He looks like a superhero. Well, here's the thing: like uh, with Danny Trejo, real quick uh, before we move on, you know, if you don't know about him, he has a wonderful story. I mean, this is a man who served time in San Quentin. Mm -hmm. His life, he was in a life of crime. He was just, you know, going down the wrong route, and then he just got, you know, he got out, and you know, he could have gotten back into it. He chose not to, and somehow, you know, it worked out because people were looking for a uh, gangster. Uh, look, you know, look for a movie, and he ended up getting the role, and then he got another role, and he was in Con Air, and then people found out, hey, he can actually act on top of that, and then he's been in other, you know, he's been in everything. Let's be honest, right? And he's been in comedies, he's been in serious movies, he's been in action movies, like he's been in everything, and he's a great, great, yeah, he's a, he's a great actor, and uh, it, he's just a great, like I said, it's a great story from somebody yeah. who was on the wrong side of the law and was not going in the right direction in life to being somebody who is 
uh, a positive uh, role model for anybody else who's in that life who says, hey, you can get out of it, to now even, like I said, being a hero on right. top of all that. Like, the, the man is amazing. He's a great story. He's, a, he's definitely a great American story. And he liked one of our Twitter posts early on. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's the best, he, man. Yeah. I love Danny Trejo. And once again, I, I, always say, I always say our friend Courtney Gaines is the white Danny Trejo. Yeah, because better he's, than everything. He's, he's the white guy who's been in everything, like Danny Trejo has been in everything. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's amazing. I, I, I like to get... Big right. up to, to Danny Trey. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, we got some Candyman news. Yeah. You know, it's been kind of quiet for a little bit here, but uh, first of all, Candyman began filming in Chicago this week. I love that they're filming it in the same neighborhood that they filmed the original. Yeah. Uh, of course, the uh, Cabrini Green projects, housing projects are gone now. Um, they're trying to kind of incorporate new you know i don't even know exactly what you would call it they're they're trying to clean it up and yeah, yeah. do like a mixed uh mixed housing yeah, based on to, they're uh, just trying to do some they're trying to do some income income housing income, income that's what i'm looking for that is better and that is uh less crime know, less crime and stuff like that clean up the area that is what they're trying in chicago where the uh, former projects were right uh so you know it's big it's hit a lot of that, snags over the last 10 years but, but they're they're filming in that area they are filming in that area so uh yeah it, it began filming this week i'm excited to see this it's going to be hitting theaters june 12th of 2020 so we got less than a year to go about 10 more months to go um few names were added to the cast this week uh coleman domingo and nathan stewart jarrett were added to the cast we still don't know if uh you know the original candy man uh, is gonna be if tony todd's gonna make an appearance yeah. I, i'm betting he will I'm not, i have a feeling i don't think he will something. be Candyman. Because uh, obviously we know that they've cast somebody else as Candyman. They but, haven't. Uh, they haven't said that yet. They, well, it's they rumored, originally. It's, it's rumored heavily that they're casting somebody. Else. Right. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, even Tony Todd himself has said he's getting a little old to be uh, huffing around a hook and everything. Right. And doing the things that you're used to. I would still assume that he'll make a, a cameo. I, that's how I think it'll end up being. I hope what's, so. What's it, whoever it, he said it before. Whoever takes over, he has his blessing. It, it's yeah. not a big deal. And like I said, I think he'll be in the movie. But like I said, he him himself has said that it's it's a little hard for him at his age to be getting all prosthetic up and right. around a hook and a long coat and stuff so yeah i don't i don't think you'll see him as candy man again unfortunately but i think he'll be involved in the movie somehow some way i sure hope so excited to see it all right uh you ready for the second ever big fat steaming turd uh, of a movie <laughs> it's time for that segment it's we got to get like graphics for this sounds for this and everything it, so it's the second ever big fat steaming turd segment of the day uh disney is apparently quote unquote unimpressed with new mutants i don't know if that's a steaming pile of poop moment. it has become that it has well, become I mean, that I'm, that movie i was so excited to see it and it has been delayed 75 million times at this point my my thing of the matter is this is it's well part of it's because it's a uh uh, got caught in the uh, buyout, if you will, from 20th Century Fox to Disney. But I don't. I think the problem was if you realize when the 20th Century Fox could have put that movie out and they didn't, yeah. which meant to me that I'm like, okay, something's bad about this something's movie. wrong. The and trailers now, looked awesome, right? Right. The trailer, well, a trailer, but it's a trailer, awesome, and then whatever. Now Disney gets their hands on it and they're going, okay, and they were gun ho about putting it out. They were very muchly on board. They they even set up a a, a date to put it out. Yeah. Disney did. 
And then they watched the movie, I guess. Yeah, it was supposed to come out on August 2nd. That was right. the latest release date. And then they pushed it back. And the reason why is because nobody at Disney had seen the movie. Yeah. And now it's coming out that they have seen the movie. And they're unimpressed. And they're like, wow, this is why this has not come out. So it is a steaming pile of turd movie, from what I understand. Right. Once again, you can make a, a trailer look as however you want. And I always assume when they pushed, when originally when 20th Century Fox kept pushing it back, because they pushed it back twice themselves, I knew that there was something wrong with this yeah. movie. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, the trailer looks great everybody's you know up in our everybody's like ready to see this if you will and every there's a lot of excitement behind it but they keep pushing it back i I wonder why they're not going after the money and then like like the first time that's what i kind of was like wow the second time they kind of blamed it on the merger or the buyout if you will i'm like okay all right whatever and then disney did it right and then they even said hey we haven't seen the movie yet but yeah we want to put it out it's done it's completed and and, and and we've heard good things and we know people are excited to see it and then they pushed it back again and then went hey we watched it and it yeah, wasn't that so good. much well I know that they wanted to go back and uh, refilm a lot of stuff and Anya Taylor-Joy who's become kind of a big star in the meantime um, she's been kind of like I'm busy and I'm this and she's been kind of digging her heels about going back and filming anything more for it so whatever it was that they wanted to do they never did so something's something's not right and it stinks but yeah well once again like i said i i don't i can't i can't blame my you're not going to put a movie out as a pile of, of poo yeah i mean if they're going to put it out without shoots i think they'd probably just put it on disney plus when that comes out that's or somewhere time say. after just to get it out there and say hey listen yeah. we don't want to take anybody's money so we might as well put it out for free as content right uh, if they can't refilm uh, if they can refilm and and maybe we'll get a theatrical release but i i, I really think that they'll either put it there or hulu as just a like here here it is you know we've been warned we didn't want to steal your money in the theater so yeah. thank 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 us that, that you know technically we took a hit on this yeah that's exactly what because i do think it eventually will get released i just can't yeah. imagine that a completed film is gonna that cost them how many millions of dollars to make is gonna sit on the shelf forever i'm i'm sure it's happened but yeah, it's happened a bunch of times but i mean i don't know it's too big of a film franchise being part of x-men or a spinoff of x-men it's just a to, spinoff but to keep it you know, shelved forever. And I think that's the other problem that Disney has right now. They're going to be reintroducing the X-Men to the actual, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And is this really how you want to introduce the X-Men to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Like, even if it's not tied into the MCU, even if they're like, okay, it's standalone, just like they've done in like with Venom and stuff. It, you're still going to be like, you know, it still has a, a tie, if you will. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Marvel's putting it out, it has a tie, whether it is the MCU or not. It wasn't supposed to be original. No, no. It's still, it's still. I don't think if they put it out, it wouldn't. But it, you got to remember, there's going to be a tie that exists. Yeah. Because even though Venom is not part of the MCU and Deadpool is not part of the MCU, they are very much Marvel characters. Right. And people still try to get the tie in. Like, oh man, I can't wait. Hopefully they move in and, and have Venom in, in the MCU. Hopefully they have Deadpool in the MCU. And people think about about these things all the time so that would be what would happen if new mutant sucks they're like people might go hey maybe we don't want to see another X-Men right. movie especially after the last x-men movie sucked yeah that's what i heard i was excited to see that and people say it's terrible so no it was bad don't, don't save your money they glad that you saved your money yeah you just put it that way and so concludes the second ever big fat steaming turd segment of our <laughs> show there you go uh, a couple more things I just want to cover real quick. Uh, Ghost Nation, which is uh, Jason Haas and a couple of the guys from the original Ghost Hunters from Sci-Fi, uh, their new show. Uh, up to this point, we, we knew that it was going to be coming this fall. We knew it was going to be on the Travel Channel, so a whole new name, uh, similar theme to the, how the show used to be. Uh, a couple familiar faces, but we didn't have a release date. Well, we now have a premiere date for it. It's going to be on, uh, again, the Travel Channel. It'll be premiering on Friday, October 11th at 9 p.m. 
Oh, there you go. I'm well, excited to see it. Uh, it's not my cup of tea, as you know, but because uh, I'm not big into the paranormal investigating, but uh, I mean, right. a lot of people are excited for it, so I'm glad it's back. Yeah, and the new Ghost Hunters uh, that only has one of the original people on it, that's actually coming in a couple of weeks. Uh, I believe it was on E, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it moved to E. I believe it's going to be E. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, there was a movie uh, that did very well at the box office last year. I still haven't seen it. I don't know if you have, but it was called Searching. It had John Cho, who was famous for Harold being one of the MILF guys from uh, the American Pie series, as well as being Kumar in, or excuse me, Harold, Harold from Harold, Harold and Kumar. And Kumar yeah. uh, so uh, did very well uh, at the box office. Uh, so a movie called Searching. Uh, there is a sequel in the works. Uh, from what I've read, it does sound like it's going to be all new characters, a whole new story. But um, it was very... Very, very good reception. And ironically enough, that I don't know if they're just teasing this or if they're actually going to pull the trigger. They're calling still searching. Yeah. That's that's what they're working with right now. I don't know if that'll be the exact title when it comes right. out. But I'm like, that's interesting. I, I, I like to play on words. Right. Uh, unfortunately, I have not seen this movie. Uh, I haven't I, I've, I've heard some good things, so I might have to check that out and get back to everybody uh, when I have more things. But yeah. I'm glad that it, it did well enough it's getting a sequel. So that's I love John Cho. So John Cho is good stuff. He's really good. Uh, last thing I have is, uh, is, as you know, Rich, um, Universal, one of the big studios out there, uh, canceled the movie called The Hunt uh, in the wake of the shootings in both Ohio and Texas. Um, probably a good thing. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they're, uh, they they use the word canceled, but it also looks like in the in their statement, uh, paraphrasing them because I didn't want to pull up the exact statement, uh, they were saying that they still stand behind their art, art, artists and their uh, visions and all their creativity. And uh, it does look like eventually they will put it out. So it's almost, it's more of a postponement. Uh, but the hunt, uh, if you didn't, weren't familiar, we talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago because the trailer came out for it. It's kind of like a newer age with more people surviving the game. Surviving the game was with Ice T back in the day and the, the late great Rucker Hauer. Mm -hmm. It was in that movie as well, uh, where he, they basically were hunting iced tea uh this one it looks like there was way more people uh the synopsis looked like they had kind of purchased land or an entire country and they were kidnapping people or getting them somehow through the black market and bringing them here and then they were charging rich people to hunt them in their fantasy ways and killing them off and the head the person who was the head of this this country if you will was the it was not uh oscar well oscar award-winning actress hillary swank Oh. And the uh, st and the star was the uh, the star from Glow. She plays Liberty Bell and Glow. Okay, so it, it was an interesting uh, concept. I uh, hope that this is just a postponement because that it does appear what it is. And uh, I said it on the Three Fat Nerds podcast, and I'll say it here. I mean, Derek disagreed with us. Derek thinks that they should have just put it out. Uh, me and Ron both, and I'm going to say it again, think that you know it's in good taste to kind of push back on it for right now. Yeah. Uh, sometimes in life things happen, and you have to uh, postpone things off. They've done it with other movies to be you know in in and that's a good thing. Sometimes you got to have a heart. I mean, most famously, the original uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man had a uh, scene in it that was shot and ready to go where he had uh, trapped bad guys in spider webbing between the Twin Towers. And then 9-11 happened before the movie came out. They pushed the movie back and took that, that, that scene out. Right. So, I mean... Uh, if I, I I'm not going to judge them for that. I thought that was very tasteful, and I think this is very tasteful to just wait. I uh, I would be a little upset if it doesn't come out though. Yeah, because it did look like a good movie. Postpone it, put it off for a month or so. You know, let let the stuff die down and then put it out to the world because I think it, I think it's a movie people should see. And once again, you had to have spent a good but, amount of money on it if you have an uh, Academy Award winner like Hillary Swank in in a major role. Right. Plus, I mean, you have a big studio like Universal. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's absolutely. you know the big guns came out. Uh, no, no pun intended. Yeah, no, no, I got gotcha. you. Sorry that I use those words. But, no, no, uh, you're fine. That's not, not a bit, that's not a, you know, it is what it is. 
I mean, uh, once again, you can't you can't change life completely because tragedies happen. Right. But at the same time, you can be uh, nice and uh, thoughtful of people and their feelings, and right. especially when uh, people have loved ones and friends and communities have been torn apart by right. this. So I don't I don't judge them for pushing it back. Like yeah. I said, I, I hope that they they put it out at some point in juncture when it's you know a little more. Uh, acceptable, right? Thing. And I agree with you. I, I am glad that they did push it back. It was the right thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got a few things. Uh, speaking of Universal, Universal uh, coming up here, starting in September, running through October. I think until actually the first week of week of November, even this year, we'll be doing at the Universal Parks Halloween Horror Nights. So last week we told you about some cool Halloween Horror Nights happenings. This week they've announced more for Halloween Horror Nights as we're gearing up, and it's big for Rob Zombie. Yeah, what do we got? First of all, we have a scare zone. The scare zones are the things that you kind of wander in between when you're going to the mazes if you will Mm -hmm. and uh, this year's one of the scare zones will be based on rob zombie more specifically his hell his his album hellbilly deluxe so Mm -hmm. they'll have some i'm assuming astro creeps and uh you know the the dragula video thing will probably kind of do stuff like that so i i I can't wait to see footage of that because that sounds really cool the other thing is rob zombie will uh have a, a maze there that is inspired by the House of the Thousand Corpses franchise. Nice. So I, from what I understand, there's they haven't let out what it's going to be completely, but what they're thinking is it's going to be partially House of a Thousand Corpses, partially uh, Devil's Rejects, and of course partially the new movie coming out this upcoming September, uh, Three from Hell. So it'll be kind of all of them together because that's one franchise. Yeah, September's going to be bigger than October this year. It is. It's going to be a big year. And of course, this month is going to be big because we still have Ready or Not coming soon. Yeah, we got less than two weeks. Less about a week and a half before that comes out. For, for Ready oh, or Not. I'm, excited I'm so to see excited that. to see that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, more news I have is that uh, there's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, uh, Alexander uh, Aja, uh, of course, if you guys know him, he did the uh, Hills Have Eyes uh, remake. Of course, just did Crawl, which got made a ton of he money. Did Piranha, yeah, he did Piranha, Yeah, he did that as well, yep. But Crawl, of course, which is just Crawl. got a big, big acclaim that just came out. Uh, he's back in the back making a horror movie coming up. But it's not going to be any old horror movie. It's going to be a haunted house movie. And you know I don't usually like haunted house movies, but he's going to take it a step further, and it's going to be a choose-your-own-adventure style horror movie. So we saw Black Mirror did this very successfully uh, with their movie from the series. It was an extended episode from Black Mirror, and they did a choose-your-own thing on Netflix. It was pretty cool. Uh, Now we have a major director, whether you like him or not, uh, because I know Mike doesn't really like his movies that much, uh, but we have a major director who is doing this, and on top of that, he's got ties to a director that you do like, which would be Mike Flanagan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Of course, the director, uh, the creator and director of The Haunting of Hill House and now The the Haunting Haunting of of Bly Manor Manor is coming out. Uh, He is going to have his head scribe, Jeff Howard, is writing this thing with Aja and Nick Simon. So it's a pretty good writing team together for this idea, and it is not there's no title for it we just know that it's going to be a choose your own adventure interesting i think that's kind of interesting and it's the first time it's going to be done in a major way the black mirror episode that had it was very good i haven't seen that yet but oh, i heard you it was should a check it out show. it's very good well it's technically it's a, not an episode it's technically a movie it's okay. a side thing to black mirror it's really good you should check it out uh, i've heard good things of it it is it's very good and last but not least we're going to end on a fun note here because uh, this will be the last thing for the horror news segment Child's Play you know the remake that we gave a positive review for because we had a lot of fun with it and it was probably the best soundtrack of a horror movie that I've heard oh, in quite yeah. a while I know we were very much Absolutely. impressed by that Child's Play the remake you know it you want to get your hands on your own, very own buddy doll and you can because Child's Play will hit digital 
on September 10th, and it will hit Blu-ray and DVD on September 24th. And the Blu-ray and DVD has some pretty cool bonus features. They have the making of Child's Play. They have the bringing Child's Play Chucky to life. They have uh, some claymation stuff with uh, called uh, Toy Massacre and AI Mayhem. So it looks like little uh, claymation movies. They have a th- the theatrical trailer. The gallery's on there. But more importantly for us, the soundtrack trailer's on there. Nice. And uh, we, we were both very big fans of that soundtrack. So Huge. check it out on digital September 10th. Or if you want to add it to your collection, which I do believe both me and Mike are interested in adding this our collection, it will be September 24th. So just in time for that October watch, uh, you get Child's Play, the yeah. remake. So, uh, well, that's going to do it for the news segment. But if you have, uh, if you would like to comment or discuss anything we talked about in this segment or anything else, you know, we'd like to hear from you. We like discussing with you. Or if you would like to get you yourself a sweet, sweet Horizon 607 shirt, you can contact us on Facebook. I've got mine. Yeah, you got yours. Yeah. I don't even have one. <laughs> uh, so you can contest, uh, contact us on Facebook. Horror Zone 607. Uh, like our page and share and uh, rate and review. Help us uh, grow here at Horror Zone 607. Also, follow us on Twitter at Horror Zone 607. And remember to always use the hashtag HZ607 to join our conversation. Also, visit 8122productions.com. There you can download and stream our shows. You know, which you can get our shows anywhere. Anywhere podcasts are found, just type in Horror Zone 607. You can get them. Or if you can go to our website and you can stream and download from there. Plus, Here's a good one. You can look at the articles and reviews that we have up. HC607 articles are on uh, 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 8122productions.com. And uh, we have the uh, professor's uh, review of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh, That's up there. And also many more that Mike has written on there. And many, many more things. And also you can check out my other stuff, which is Three Fat Nerds Podcast, uh, the flagship show and the wrestling show. Plus, uh, that gives a good segue here because the professor has an article and a review on uh, 8122productions.com. But we want to hear what Mike C. thought of scary movies to tell, scary stories to tell in the dark, sorry. And uh, we're going to hear that right after the break, aren't we, Mike? We absolutely are. So thanks for the segue. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking that horror.
Welcome back to The Zone. So before the break, we mentioned that uh, The Professor, one of our good friends here at Horizon 607, did a wonderful review of the movie Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, something he was a big fan of as a kid reading the books. Um, well, the movie came out this past weekend, as we mentioned earlier, as anybody that's a horror fan probably knows. Um, I went well, to see this myself. Well, it made $20.8 million, so a bunch of people a saw it. A lot of people saw it. <laughs> including yourself. A lot of people yeah. saw it, yeah, and I was one of them. And, uh, you know, one of the things I was saying to Rich before I went on the air and a couple other people I've talked to personally, Personally, um, I never read the books. I didn't even know that they existed. Um, it, it wasn't something that I was even aware of. And sometime over the last year, I did hear that they were going to be making the movie out of it. Um, I knew that Guillermo del Toro was going to be involved. And I was kind of like, whoop de doo I don't care about this. This is going to be for kids. Okay, whatever. Started making more about it. Heard it was going to be a PG-13 movie. Again, I said to myself, whoop de doo I could care less about this. Then I saw the first trailer and it immediately hooked me. And I was interested in it because it looked like it had a cool atmosphere, which, as you all know, is my biggest thing, along with suspense. No uh, way. That makes a great horror movie. No way. Nobody would have Can known you believe that. that? Nobody would have known that. If you listen to this show, you would know that. If you read your reviews, you would know that. Yeah. But nobody would know that. But nobody would know yeah. that. You know? <laughs> But, um, but, you know, it looked pretty cool. So, uh, you know, I decided to go see it this past weekend. And, uh, you know, I got to say, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I didn't know anything about it going into it other than what I saw in the commercials. Because um, I kind of went in with like a, what, what's the word I should use here? Maybe a like clean a blank slate. A clean a blank slate. slate. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, you know, I, I got to say, I totally dug this movie. No, oh, that's awesome. Uh, it's getting good reviews. Uh, I yeah. know I know. before we jump into the, your finer points, which I can't wait to hear, I know the professor gave it, I think it was a 7 out of 10? He gave it a 7, seven out, out of 10. 10. He put it over very well on his review. So, if you, like I said, go to A122Productions.com, check that out. Or you can find it on our Facebook and uh, Twitter pages as I put it up there as well. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 th- I read the review. I thought it was very good. Now I'm intrigued to hear what you thought. Besides atmosphere and stuff. How did you think about this uh, anthology? I know it was rated, what, PG? I do it was PG-13. PG-13, okay, so it was um, a little step above PG. Yeah, it probably would have been a PG movie had it not had some of the language in it. Okay. You know, it's basically, it was a bunch of teenagers in the movie, um, and, you know, there was there was a language. Oh, so, well, yeah, you know, and there were some horrific moments in it. Some There was really good suspense. Uh, again, atmosphere was spot on. Um, basically, without giving away too much, anybody that knows the stories apparently already knows. You know, I, I guess they were pretty faithful to the book uh, with everything. There, you know, as, as the professor said, there was some other subplot things that were going on that weren't in the book that right. he wished wasn't in there. But um, uh, basically, um, there was a girl by the name of Sarah Bellows that was abused by her own family, and they locked her away in kind of like a hidden dungeon type room in this giant mansion that they had and um she ended up hanging herself at one point in uh like a mental asylum okay and um somewhere along the line it it became a legend where there was a book that she would write and as she wrote these stories these horrific things would happen to the people that she was writing them about monsters and this and that you know it would happen in real time as she was writing these things but it was just a story so fast forwards to uh, i believe it was 1968 um, the movie actually starts out with a really cool, um, they, they have the, the song Season of the Witch kind of playing over it as the movie's starting, and uh, it really fit in well with the song. They actually had a newer version by Lana Del Rey in the end credits. Yeah, that was really good. I, I, yeah, I heard Yeah, it was that. cool. If you haven't heard that, check that out on YouTube. It was very YouTube. spooky. You can find it on YouTube and actually anywhere else you get music. Yeah. Check out Lana Del Rey's version. It was really good. So it was very spooky. But um, it basically, uh, fast forward to the year 1968, and you have some teenagers that are friends. Um, the main character, her name is Stella. And um, kind of a, I 
kind of like a nerdy girl. You know, she just kind of has herself and her two friends, uh, both of which are guys. And uh, there's another guy that is driving down the street in a car, and um, his he just kind of you you don't know exactly what's gonna happen. You know he's gonna tie into the movie at some point, but he kind of sees her walking by, and later on they kind of connect with him. And it turns out he's like a draft dodging guy. Uh, he's trying to stay out of the Vietnam War, and uh, he happened to find himself while he was running in this town. So he kind of buddies up with them. Um, there's a couple bullies in the town, one main bully, and um, you know they, the the good guys, Stella and her friends, decide they're going to play a prank on Halloween night because it starts out on Halloween. Um, they decide they're going to play a prank on this this bully, and uh, they do some things to him, and he ends up following them to this house, the Bellows house. Um, because that's what they decide they're going to do on Halloween night. The Stella kind of talks them into going to this house, and uh, so they kind of go there. Well, the bully follows them there, locks them in this hidden dungeon room that they happen to find. They don't know that the bully's there at first, but he finds them, locks them in. While they're in there, they end up finding, Stella actually ends up finding uh, Sarah Bellow's book. It ends up being real. And all she has to say is, Sarah Bellows, tell me a story. Well, all of a sudden, you know what hits the fan. Uh, the ghost ends up kind of hearing her and uh, ends up letting them out of the dungeon. They don't know how they got out. They just think that the bully kind of let them out. But uh, they go out of the house. They don't see him anywhere. They don't see his friends anywhere. Whatever. Um, but all of a sudden, uh, Stella starts noticing that this book, as she's reading through it, first of all, the ink is in blood. She notices that something's not right about it. But she starts to see the thing actually writing itself. She's watching on the pages. This thing's writing a story. And um, one by one, it's affecting her friends as well as this bully. So there's different stories that are going on is that this thing tells uh, surrounding the people that were involved in the house that night. And uh, you know it was really really creepy. You know there was one with a with a scarecrow. Yeah, uh, called, yeah, yeah. Harold the the scarecrow. Um, there was something called the pale lady, which was like this big fat thing. <laughs> blob, yeah, yeah kind of blob like. See all this stuff out there. Yeah. Um, there's another thing. It basically looked almost like a mummy or or something that I don't even know. Uh, but it's searching for its big toe. Um, which is missing that uh, the one kid finds it in in a stew. The jangly man. The jangle man actually, the jangly man, excuse me, ends up showing up as well. So there's oh. all these different stories. The jangly man was probably the, I think it's the one that most people thought was the most menacing and was the best one in the movie. I kind of liked some of the other ones just because that one was a little bit more over the top than the other ones. The other ones to me just felt a little bit creepy. That thing was very menacing. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I would have liked to have seen more with Harold the Scarecrow. You know that, that, that was kind of short. As hell. It was creepy, but it was very short. Oh, the segment wasn't very big. That involved the bully. It was that that Scarecrow's on a farm that his family lives on, and uh, he's out in the middle of the night. He comes home after he had bullied these people, and uh, his mother comes out. It's like one o'clock in the morning, and his mother tells him, "You didn't deliver the eggs to so and so's house. You want me to do it now?" Yeah. So he takes the eggs, and he's walking through the field, comes across the scarecrow which he had done a couple of times prior when it was earlier in the day and um all of a sudden he starts hearing noises and stuff like that in this cornfield that he's in and he sees the scarecrow and it's come to life and it kind of tracks him down so i don't want to give away too much about what right. happens in it. anybody that's read the story it's like i said it's faithful from what i understand that, but that's um, pretty cool. 
but yeah, you said at one point juncture. I don't know if you mentioned it here because I didn't hear you. You said at one point juncture you you thought you were watching it. Yeah, yeah. Before we went on the air, so there was a couple of times when I was sitting there. I kind of because of the atmosphere and the way it was, you know, it looked and everything, and some of the creatures in it, especially the thing that was looking for its toe. Um, it very much. I had to tell myself, oh my god, I'm not watching it. I, I, you know, I kind of sat there like this movie looks a lot like a PG-13 version of it, and I was kind of expecting Pennywise to show up. I, I kind of felt like it was him in different forms. You know these these monsters that were in this movie. It was different forms that he was taking because each one of the the monsters was kind of a fear of that these different people had, these different characters had in the movie. So it reminded me a little bit of it. It was just kind of like a a PG thirteen version of it. You were like, oh man, this movie's gonna end with Pennywise just being like, <laughs> I I orchestrated this whole thing. You know, I I actually wouldn't have been too surprised if that had happened, but I, I really it had to kind of pinch myself 1. a little 5. bit. Yeah, one point five. <laughs> So, yeah, there were, there were things that happened in It Chapter 1. Obviously, the second one hasn't come out yet. It comes out in a couple of weeks. But uh, there was a few different things, like the the um, the woman in the picture that ends up coming to life. And you had um, the guy, the, the leper, you know, different different characters that Pennywise became. And it just, it very much, the, the monsters in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark reminded me of those monsters. I was going to say, I could see I could see uh, Pennywise becoming the jangly man. Yeah. I could see that. It was it was very similar to that, you know, in, in the way that it was executed. No, all right. So it sounds like you really enjoyed it. So my question now is, where does it rate for you? Where what is what is Mike C's rating? Is it, I I feel like it has your stamp of approval. You, you, yeah, you're it saying does. that it's very fun. You, you said it was an entertaining watch. Uh, so I'm kind of intrigued. Where do you rate this? One to ten on on your scale. So before I give it that, you know, I, I got to say first of all, I never agree with the professor in most cases. Whatever he loves, I usually hate. Wherever, you know, I mean, sometimes we kind of meet in the middle with different things. Where like in I the mean, middle most of, most but, notably, I would say Halloween twenty eighteen. Oh, he gave it a nine out of ten. Book page, and they had dueling uh, reviews on our Facebook page. Now that was before the website, but yeah, the the. the, the Dueling reviews. He gave it a nine out of ten. Mike's Mike's actually come all the way down to a point five out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it's it's if, now if a you, point five. Originally, you, it was a two out of ten. I was gonna say if you listen to this podcast, you know it's a it's there. So that was the original big fat steaming turd of a movie. Yeah, yeah. I think that might have been our first segment too. I could yeah, be wrong. Maybe. Anyways. Uh, so, you know, the other thing I want to mention is, you know, it was very much aimed at teenagers. It was a PG-13 movie. Some of the dialogue, you know, some of the stuff that was going on, it was very much a PG-13 movie. Um, you know, and that was kind of, it was a little bit annoying. And some of the things that happened were kind of dumb or whatever. But um, I got to say, for the first time that I, you know, and as long as I can remember, I actually am going to agree with the professor on this one. And I'm going to give this movie a 7 out of 10. It, it was a lot of fun and very visually uh, stimulating. I, I really it really dug it. That's that's a that's a that's that's a broad move that you agree A and B. It's also a broad move. Seven out of ten. Yeah, I actually, this this makes me want to see it more now. Yeah, I actually thought he was going to hate it just based on how much he told me he loved the books when he was growing up. You know, he just he doesn't think that those things generally translate well on screen necessarily. And because it was a mainstream movie, it wasn't something that was intellectual and, and artsy and stuff like that, which he tends to really love. Like he he loved Midsummer, which I haven't seen, but I haven't heard a lot you know good about it but um kind of mixed reviews anyway he loved it uh he also loved the movie mother with jennifer lawrence that Ooh, i think was universally panned I, he thinks it's one of the greatest things that's ever happened most people don't I, I did not like that movie. i haven't seen that either just based on the fact that you know the, the reviews that it got well, and I, but, I did uh, see it i didn't like that movie. yeah but um me. you know because it was something that was adapted from a you know a children's book and, and it was very mainstream i didn't think he was going to like it and when he gave it a seven out of ten i was surprised uh, by that point, I had seen the movie. By the time he sent the review, submitted it to me so I could get it posted. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, seven out of ten for me. 
Yeah, I, I, I dig I, it. I wanted to see it before, and I want to see it more now because you I, you'll it. like it. I don't. I think you'll kind of feel the same way. I think you'll be kind of middle of the road to like upper middle. You know, you're not gonna think it's a ten out of ten. I don't think, but it's no. it's a very entertaining movie. I think you will dig it. I like being entertained, though. You so, do like to be entertained. That's, all, that's always a good thing. So if it's entertaining, I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, well, that's that was an awesome review, Mike. Thank you. Uh, I hope you guys, and if you guys out there have anything to say about that, you want to give us your review of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook, HorrorZone607, on Twitter, at HorrorZone607. Use the hashtag HZ607 to join our conversation, because uh, we want to discuss things with you. We always like hearing from you. Now, i got to do some plugging before we get out of here this week. We're just doing a two-segment week this week. Sorry, guys. Uh, a lot going on. But uh, so, but there is some plugging that I need you guys to know and help us support. First of all, if you want one of those cool shirts, reach out to us, and we'll figure out how to get uh, charged $15, and we can get you a, a cool Horror Zone 607 shirt so you can support the cause. Um, more importantly, you can support us by, uh, of course, listening. Horror Zone 607, put it in any search engine. Uh, if, you, if you're already hearing us, tell people that. Put Horror Zone 607, get us over. We really want it. Shudder, if you're listening, you are all these other podcasts. I, I think we would be a perfect fit for Shudder. So you want to get the good brothers so out Shutter, there. So Shudder should, you know, contact us, exactly. Because uh, we would love to do a podcast for them Oh, as well. absolutely. Uh, but anyways, moving on from that, uh, those are dreams. That you got to put them on the universe. Yeah, we digress. Uh, we digress there. But uh, yeah, so keep supporting us. Tell people any podcast, anywhere podcasts can be found, you know, just subscribe so we can download. Please rate and review if you you already are doing that because that really does help us with the algorithm and, and more people can uh, check us out and hear us and see us. And that's always a great thing. Also, if you really want to, uh, 8122productions.com. Once again, go there for all our articles and reviews and stuff. Also, you can stream and download the shows from there. So it makes it nice and easy package if you just want to tell somebody to go there as well uh i just want to throw that out there before we get into another way to support us and once again most of these aren't financially i mean yeah if you want a shirt it's 15 dollars. it does go towards supporting us and it's kind of cool and everything like that but you know it, we're, it's not like we're making a million bucks off of these things either so you know we just we, we want to get you guys some cool stuff out there to, to wear some swag you know some swag to represent show off your support and maybe get more people to listen uh but the other way you can support us is we are going to be doing a bunch of live stuff coming up. That's right. Horror Zone 607 is taking this show on the road. A122 Productions as a whole is taking this on the road. Three fat nerds, Horror Zone 607. We're out there doing big things. Guess what we're doing? First of all, September 28th, we will, well, September 28th and 29th, technically, we, we are going to be taking part at Robercon here in, in Binghamton, New York at the Roberson Center Museum. Uh, on the 28th, uh, Mike C will be joining the three fat nerds for a 8122 Productions, Three Fat Nerds slash Horror Zone 607 Conglomerate Show. It's a live Three Fat Nerds podcast uh, up here. So we're going to be talking about nerd stuff. Michael fit right in. He'll be all right. This is going to be the biggest thing since the CBS Viacom merger. I know. So so come and check us out. So that's Saturday, September 28th. Uh, We'll be in a block. Well, it's an hour-long show that we'll be doing. It's from 11 a... Uh, the block will either be 11 to 12 or 12 to 1. We're not quite sure. We just know we're... Because we're being in there. We're partners with our friends, the ODPH, who are also doing a panel that day. One of us is doing the 11 a.m. and one of us is doing the noon. Sometime in there, we don't know. Uh, and check and those guys out, too. Check so. those guys out. Yeah, definitely support the ODPH. The they know their Parlay Hour. They're pretty awesome. They got their finger on the pulse of everything. Hashtag 607 Podcast. We have our... Pulse on the finger of the pulse of everything over here too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have we shows do. for everything. We really do. We have a nerd show. We have a horror show. Possibly have, a Golden Girl show. We have a wrestling show somewhere in the works. Yeah, I'm just saying we we're both. But hashtag six hundred seven podcast support us all. We all want to be. We all need to be supported here. 
607 podcast is the way to go. Uh, that Sunday, uh, I think, Mike, I, Mike, are you going to be doing the uh, podcast workshop that I'm on to? Or? I have been asked. Yeah, so I have been asked. I will be, I'll there, be there. Mike will be there for a podcast workshop on September 29th, part of Robocon. So you can get your tickets for Robocon, robocon.com. Uh, moving forward, though, the following weekend, October 4th and 5th, Horror Zone 607, Three Fenders, 8122 Productions, however you want to put it, are the sponsors for Media Alley for Sci-Fi Horror Fest in Oneonta, New York. So we'll be in Oneonta, New York at the Oneonta Foothills Performing Arts Center. Uh, that's going to be a big to do. That's going to be I can't awesome. wait to do that because I will also be hosting. And Mike says he's going to make his way up the stage. There's they better be have an fight. extra chair. They better uh, have an extra chair. That's all I'm saying. We will be conducting the uh, panel for Children of the Corn with... Courtney Gaines and John Franklin, the stars of those movies. How can you not have Horror Zone involved? I gotta be there. That's I gotta right. be there. That's that's my. I, I make a good point. Also, also on. Uh, well, I'll be definitely there. I'm hosting that panel. Well, that's true. I mean, that's that's a thing. Then we will uh, also there. Jill Whitlow from Night of the Creeps is there. She also was in Weird Science and Mask. Uh, also uh, in a bunch of other movies. Also, Dustin Para from uh, Ghost Hunters. We'll yeah, be there. Uh, I guess he's the heartthrob of the paranormal world, is what I keep being told. The so. girls like him. Yes, yes, yes. Plus, there's going to be a whole bunch of like independent authors and movie makers and, and all sorts of stuff. And then our friend Rusty Gilligan, who's an art, who does art. Uh, our friend Len Oddity doing his sideshow, and of course my personal favorite, our friends over at Freestyle Confections, giving me all those delicious treats, which mm. I'm coming off of my uh, diet for. And I'll be hitting Brooks <laughs> Brothers that weekend as well up there in Oneonta. Oh, so, Brooks is great. Join us at Oneonta, New York for Sci-Fi Horror Fest. It's simple. It's actually, believe it or not. It's Ten dollars for both days. If you want to come Friday and Saturday, it's ten dollars. It's six dollars for one day, ten dollars for the weekend. You can get your tickets at sci-fi horrorfest.com. Also, you like them on Facebook, sci-fi horrorfest. Last but certainly not least, I know there's a lot out here, but we're in high demand, people. Horror Zone 607, three fat nerds, eight one two two productions. Once again, the whole family is gonna be involved again with Scaricon this year, coming to you the 18th, 19th, and 20th from Rochester, New York, at the Riverside the Rochester Riverside Hotel in Convention Center, if you will. Uh lots of stuff going on. 40th anniversary of Phantasm. They have Pretty much everybody who is still alive from that wonderful uh, film franchise. Nice. The first one, especially. So Phantasm is in the house. Also, our good friend David Thornton is going to be yeah. there. And so is a few other people for Terrifier. Uh, yeah. Ahead of Terrifier 2 coming out. So that's pretty awesome. And more will be announced coming up uh, pretty soon. I also heard that the Vampire Queen of Rochester will also be there. And you can Ooh. get pictures with her. Uh, there'll be other things. There'll be a bunch of horror vendors and uh, more th- uh, more people are going to be announced as the uh, days move forward. But for Scaricon, that is the 18th through the 20th, Rochester, New York at the Riverside, the Rochester Riverside Hotel. Uh, you Tickets for the event can be purchased at Scaricon com. You can follow them on Twitter at Scaricon, and you can also follow their Facebook page on Facebook, and it's Scaricon as well. So, or at Scaricon for Twitter and Scaricon for that. So, nice. check it out. It's uh, going to be a great time. We're uh, very excited to be a part of all of these events, and uh, come out and support us. It's a good time, and it's not just supporting us. You'll get to see some really cool stuff. I know last year at Scaricon, we got the, we did that interview with Courtney Gaines, which was uh, oh, yeah. was on our second episode of uh, Horizon Six Hundred Seven. I've never been around so many celebrities in my life, and like you said last year, I was like a kid in a, in a candy store yeah that was, was awesome and, uh, that we was also awesome got to talk to uh, ed neal for a good while oh yeah uh, we had to excuse uh, ourselves from him yes that he we talked to still him be about talking for, like, to him. 30 to 40 minutes <laughs> it was awesome if you guys don't know you want to talk to anybody else I'm, I'm sure you guys already know but if you didn't that's the hitchhiker from the original texas chainsaw massacre we, we talked to tony kaiser 
Terry Kaiser. Terry Kaiser. Why did I say yeah. Tony? Terry Kaiser. A.K.A. Uh, uh, originally, I thought he was giving us a cold shoulder, but man, Mike brought in baseball, and man, <laughs> then he wouldn't stop. We, we were talking yeah. to him for like 10, 15 minutes. After it looked like he was only giving us a little He gave me a weird look when I started talking to him, and then he was like, oh my God. The courtesy, the, He gave us the courtesy of the press badge and kind of like placated us for like a minute or so, and then Mike brought up some, like, hey, listen, I before we go, I'm just a, I was a real big fan of your appearance at a baseball game, and then he just opened up, and we talked to him for yeah. 10, 15 minutes. Of course, I did panels. I did the Nightmare on Elm Street panel. Did the Jeepers Creepers panel. Uh, I got to meet. That's right. I we had, met the Creeper. Did, uh, yeah, Jonathan Breck. I did a panel with him uh, for Meg Nightmare Foster on Foster said hi to me when yeah, I was walking yeah. by. Yeah, I, I I did that panel with Meg Foster. It was Meg Foster? Now she and, did ask uh, you for my number, didn't she? Yeah, no, I, no, you haven't given it to no, me. No. Of course, uh, of course. On the Nightmare on Elm Street, I did it with Amanda Wiss and yeah. Ken Sagos and uh, Lisa Zane uh, from uh, their respective Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I also got to do the uh, panel with Katie Featherston from Paranormal Activity, so it was yeah. a lot of fun. There was a ton of people there. Malcolm McDowell was there. Yeah. I got to wave to Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, he waved back. What a so, guy! What a guy! What a guy. And, of course, we met our good friend, uh, Dr. Rebecca Foster there as well. Yeah. So, uh, Still got to get her on the show. Of, and Jason Lively. Jason Lively. Was, oh, he was, was awesome. wonderful as well. There, there were so many people there. And mind you, we didn't even mention everybody because it would be we'd be here all night. I mean, <laughs> I've already gone on too much. Scarecom was fun. Last year at Sci-Fi Horror Fest, I had a blast. There was a ton of people there as well. This year, we got, man, I, we got our good friend Courtney Gaines back. We're going to be we're gonna be interviewing him again. Oh, yeah. And it would be good because he can talk more about candy corn because that will be coming out around yes. the time of that as well. I'm excited to talk to him so about I can't that. So I can't wait to talk to him about that. And of course, John Franklin and doing the panel with him and John Franklin. Uh, I'm going to try to record that panel somehow. Whether okay. it's audio, whether it's video, whether it's both, I'm going to try to record that panel. I'm going to clear with the organizers first. I mean, we are sponsors, so I'm hoping that it gives me the, the ability to do that. And if that's the case, for those of you who can't make it, we will bring that to you. If not, trust me, we are definitely going to be doing another interview with Courtney Gaines, a personal interview with Courtney yeah. Gaines, which I can't wait for because uh, I love Courtney. He's a great guy, and he was he's awesome. He's, he was very giving the last time, so I'm sure he will be Yeah. And like I said, I can't wait to ask him some questions about candy corn because it's going to be right around the corner from there. Absolutely. So, man, uh, we got a busy stat. We got Sci-Fi horror fest we got scarecon we got we got more stuff we're going to be booking more stuff in the future trust me uh guys come out and support us and uh that's all i got mike i i like i said i, I know i plugged away so i'm sorry guys there's a few minutes there but it's really important and it's, it's so important awesome. stuff especially Not, you know the most important thing is if you come out to these things you get to hang out with us yeah well not only you more than the, the we are the yeah. celebrities well you get to hang we're the a-listers and, and trust me we are very we're very approachable just come up and start hanging you can just hang, you can hang with us as long as we're not oh, doing yeah. a panel or we're not whatever come out just hang at the table or hang wherever we a couple are people talk. did that last year and it yeah, was cool we had, we had it felt like a celebrity yeah it was kind of cool and I, I i love doing it so come on out and i i mean we are we're blessed to be able to do these things and and because of this we get to bring you some really cool content as well yeah we do. and so uh you know it's an exciting time for all of us you know like i said we don't do this for the money you guys can continue to watch us for free but hey uh, while you're at it you know we're gonna try to get into other cons and stuff like that so you can see us. I know me and Mike are planning on taking a trip September 13th to Blairstown, New Jersey. Hopefully. Friday, I'm Friday. hoping to be able to get the time off to If do you it. can't get off, you know, you know, yeah. I'm going to go by myself. Yeah, he should, man. If I, if, I, if I don't go, maybe I'll see if Jimmy Gazdick wants to go with me. He's already going to be there. I know, so maybe I'll just meet up with him. Yeah, so I know he's going to be there. If, if the backup plan, that's my backup plan. Yeah. And there's gonna be a, there's gonna be some celebrities there. A couple of Jasons are gonna be there. Ari Lehman's yeah, gonna be in I town. I don't know if I want to pay to get any of those. No, no, I don't either. Crazy, but I, we I, met him for free. I met him for free. You weren't there that night. No, I unfortunately I was out of town. Yeah, I was. I was even sad about that because I wanted to meet him as well. Oh, he was a cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. But you know, uh, most importantly, you know, we got a lot. We got a lot going on that we can. Uh, we're going to be doing for this show. Whether myself or Mike, we were just talking about maybe going down to New Jersey because uh, I have Six Flags memberships going down there for Jackson here in September and October for Fright Fest. 
go through some haunted mazes and stuff. Yeah. Take Mike with me. Make him go. Maybe take Derek with us just so oh. we can laugh at him. He's like a like a turtle kind of. He kind of pokes his head in his shell. Oh, he's, 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 he's very terrified. scared. He's very, terrified. very timid. Very terrified. Timid. I keep I keep teasing him that I'm gonna uh, stick him with uh, David Thornton in full clown makeup. <laughs> it's gonna happen, man. It's gonna ha- whether it's sci-fi, horror fest, Scarecon, wherever. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna make this happen. No, he's somehow. gonna pucker up more than he does if you talk about Scientology. No, if you put man, him next you to heard him David last Thornton. week. That's how we that's how we ended the argument he was trying to make last uh, this past week on the, uh, the Three Fat Nerds podcast. <laughs> we mentioned Scientology. Shut him right down. It was that great. was it. Yeah, that's, that's all, all you got to say. One Tom, word. Tom Cruise one got word. brought up, you know. So and that was yeah. it. I, well, <laughs> it got brought up because Oscar snubs. Tom Cruise has never won an Oscar. I said, "Do you think uh, it's because they hate on Scientology?" And he got quiet. Me just and, that was me it. And, me and Ron just kind of dug the hole a little further just to make fun of him. You, you know, you put baby in the corner yeah, with yeah, that yeah, one a little that. bit. But that's all I got. We rambled a little bit, but that's what we do here. I hope you had an entertaining time for myself and uh, Mike. Uh, take us home. All right, thanks, Rich. So uh, just again, you know, like Rich just said, thank you everybody for listening. We appreciate every single week when you tune in to listen to the show, and uh, we will be back next week as always with more of the biggest horror movie news and talking a whole lot of horror. Thanks for listening.